Welcome to the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, where business owners, thought leaders, and community champions from across Central Illinois come to share their story. The Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Anything less would be uncivilized. What's up, Central Illinois? It's Derek Hayden here with Garrett Ulmer. We are your hosts for the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Before we kick it off, I want to remind you all that we do record our interviews by video. You can find those on YouTube. We'll share those on our Facebook and LinkedIn pages. Let's go ahead and kick it off with today's guest. Today's guest graduated from the University of Illinois with her master's in beef cattle nutrition. She later graduated from Pace Law School. She is currently the principal attorney at Rinker Law. She's an adjunct professor at Vermont Law School Online, as well as an adjunct professor at the University of Illinois in Champaign. She also has a laundry list of other honors and accomplishments that uh, might take the entire podcast to announce to y'all, so we won't do that. But I think the one that she is most proud of is being a new mom. Ladies and gentlemen of Central Illinois, please welcome to the show, Miss Carrie Rinker. How are you doing, Carrie? I am doing great. It's so great to be here with you, too. No, thanks for jumping on. With all that going on, it sounds like you have a lot of spare time to pick up and do extra things, right? Yes, I feel like my life is divided in two parts. It's before children and now after <laughs> parents. So. <laughs> life has sure. changed forever. Ab- absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, well, you're I'm still fine. doing a good job of keeping up on social media. You, you seem to be able to do a good job of keeping up with that. And I know that's probably tough. So kudos. Yeah, to you. absolutely. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, you know, I think that it's a misconception that you can do it all. I have a great team behind me, including somebody that helps me with social media. So I think that that's a big piece of advice I have for entrepreneurs is get good help. Yeah, cool. absolutely. For sure. Well, sure. we'll go ahead and kick it off with Garrett uh, leading you through our speed round questions to get to know you a little bit better. Yep, absolutely. So for all our listeners and viewers, just to get you a little bit better perspective on who Carrie Rinker is and some of the things that she likes. So we'll start off. What was the first concert that you ever attended? The Beach Boys. Absolutely. <laughs> we were, we were just, talking just talked about it like five minutes ago. That's funny. <laughs> Your favorite movie? When Harry Met Sally. So. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. iPhone or Android? Oh, iPhone all the way. Boom. Favorite social media platform? Ooh, you know what? I think a lot of people would be surprised that I love Snapchat. So, okay. all right. Yeah. Nice. Gotcha. And the last question is why Central Illinois? This is my home. And, it, you know, this is where I grew up. And, you know, I know that I went away in different parts of my life, but there's nowhere else in the world I'd rather be than right here. Gotcha. That's a great awesome. answer. Yes. So Carrie, we, we talked about a few of your accolades and accomplishments in the intro. Um, give us a quick rundown of how you got to where you are now. Um, you can take it back as far as you want or, you know, wherever you want to start, just bring us up to speed with where you are today. Yeah, so I grew up on a beef cattle farm um, outside of Shelbyville, Illinois, and I have advanced degrees in animal science. And, you know, I didn't really grow up around a lot of attorneys. I mean, I know that there are certainly some lawyers in Shelbyville, but I didn't really know what lawyers did. 
Um, and then after I finished my bachelor's degree, I did an internship on Capitol Hill um, in Washington, D.C., where I interned for a Texas congressman. At the time, I just graduated from Texas A&M University. And there's a joke that there's, you know, about, about lawyers in Washington, D.C. But the truth is, is there are a lot of attorneys there. And I really got to understand the law and more about the legal profession. I stayed at the Georgetown Law Dorms. And at that time, I'd already committed to go to the University of Illinois for graduate school. I just really thought about it. And I just felt pulled to um, go be an attorney and to help farm families in a different capacity. And so that would lead me onto the path to go to law school and then ultimately to become a food and agriculture lawyer. Very cool. Well, you've done a good job, like we said, um, sharing what you do through social media. Um, you know, that's, that's one thing that I've always noticed about you is you do a really good job of telling your story. Um, you know, we, Garrett and I probably already knew your story just from following you on social media. Yeah, so you've done absolutely. a really good job. And you said you have a good team behind you. So tell us about your team and your locations and, and everything that goes into Rinker Law. Yeah, so I have offices both in Champaign and Shelbyville, Illinois, my hometown, and I still actually have an office in New York City and in, in Manhattan in the heart of uh, Midtown there, and I have a team of uh, four different attorneys that work for me and four legal assistants, um, a part-time bookkeeper, um, and a part-time like, proofreader, editor. I also have consultants that work for me, like I have... Um, somebody who helps me with my social media uh, as well. And then in my personal life, I even have a personal assistant and things. And I think that my, my big advice for entrepreneurs is to, that you need help to get bandwidth. And, um, and my time is valuable to me now more than ever because I am a parent. And so I want to get more done in less time. And in order to do that, I have to have a great team behind me. Yeah, gotcha. that's awesome. So do you utilize um, kind of, I want to say virtual assistants? Some of, some of them are obviously employees of Rinker Law, but you said you have a few assistants that are outside of Rinker Law. Um, where do you find those, those people to help you from? Yeah, Derek, actually, I just hired a contract paralegal uh, and she is very bright and talented. I'm really looking forward to working with her. And so I, I work with a company who specifically hires paralegals, but I have worked with virtual assistants in the past. So I think there's advantages and disadvantages and having somebody be remote. But I think that COVID has taught us all that, you know, you don't need to be in the same office space in order to have a productive working environment with those people. Absolutely. Gotcha. Talk to us a little bit about your practices in, in, what exactly you specialize in or kind of, you know, what your, I don't want to say your niche, but um, I don't want to coin your phrase that you used the last time that Derek and I um, spoke with you. I, I hopefully you have uh, purchased that phrase at this point, but um, tell us a little bit about what exactly it is that you specialize in. So about 75% of my practice area is family law and the other part of it is mixed bag, um, primarily food and agriculture law, business law, estate planning, I do a few trademarks, et cetera. So yes, Garrett, I do horses and divorces. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I have not trademarked that yet, but you know, 
got it on my to-do list. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I that's got to be a book at some point. Or a t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I heard once that there's a bar in New York City called Horses and Divorces, so I okay. think I need to head there one day. Yeah, I need to try to buy into that business, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like Derek said, I think here in our rural Shelby County area, for sure, just Central Illinois period, um, that t-shirt would sell very well in most areas, in most <laughs> yep. bar areas. So. Yep, for sure. So um, you've got a few things going on then, Carrie, just a couple <laughs> things. Um, as you, I guess what you said before is pre-kids and post-kids, what, what are some of the hurdles pre-kids that you had as far as building your businesses, that type of stuff? And obviously we, we, we know as far as time goes post-kids, that's probably a new hurdle for you, but tell us a little bit about some of the hurdles you've had to overcome. What are some of the tougher things as a business owner that you've been able to um, get past or through? So I'm a big fan of the book called Miracle Morning. So I don't know if either one of you have read the book, but that Write book has changed my life. And so for years of my life, I would wake up very early in the day and I would do things like I'm a big journaler. Um, and that would also be my time that I would spend, you know, planning my day, visualizing my day. I would even also get like maybe a good power hour in of work done, you know, and, and, you know, between five and six o'clock in the morning, whenever most people are asleep and when people would ask me things like, how did you write a book? It's like, well, I wake up early and, and I get that hour in then. And so I had that time, but now that I have a child, I've kind of lost that time. And so I, that's been one of the struggles that I have had is that how do I make time for me, you know? And so that's one of the, one of the challenges that I have. And I, I do have some morning childcare right now where I'm able to have a little bit of focus. It's later on in the morning. It's from about six to seven o'clock in the morning. But I think that that's important um, as a business owner or a professional to be able to make that time for yourself, no matter what when it is. And for me, I think that taking the time at the beginning of the day is so important. Um, so I, I think that time management and, and starting off in the morning is really important. Another big lesson that I have learned sort of from my pre-child life to now me being a parent is that I have to delegate out of necessity now. And so I think that as my business has grown, I've had to let go more and more tasks, but now I really have to let go because I have no choice. And I think that one of the biggest mistakes that business owners can make is they want to just do everything themselves and you can't grow if you do everything um, yourselves. And I don't know if either one of you have read the book, um, E-Myth, Entrepreneurial Myth, but um, E-Myth talks a lot about the person who makes pies and um and you know when she would wake up early and she would you know, make the dough and she'd prepare all the pies and she'd work all day at the pie shop and she'd clean up at night and she never really felt freedom from her business until she taught other people how to make the pies and I think that that's been one of the biggest challenges for me as a business owner is try to teach people my recipe on how to make the pie very true. That's very true. That's, that's one thing that Garrett and I talk about is, um, 
actually in our last podcast, the, uh, our guest talked about finding your, narrowing your focus and you know what you're really good at and you're going to have to let other people handle what you're not good at. Yep. And, um, you know, Garrett and I listen to podcasts a lot and that's one of the ones we listen to is they say, you do what you're the best at and let someone else handle what you're terrible at and, yep. and you're going to find some growth. And it's tough sometimes because you want to have your finger on the pulse of what's going on. But sometimes you just got to trust that you're doing the right thing and allowing someone else to handle what they're good at. And um, I feel like growth will happen at that point when you're ready to let go a little bit of, of what you had been or wanted to really be involved in. So I, I can tell that's probably difficult for a lot of um, driven business leaders. So for sure. When you started your practice, were you more broad in what type of clients you took on or were you very narrow from the beginning? Oh, no. So I was working out of a studio apartment on the Upper East Side in New York City, just trying to pay rent. So I practiced, <laughs> I practiced door law, which meant I just took whatever came through the door. And uh, so it was very diverse. In fact, I caught myself doing a court appearance for a criminal arraignment once or twice. <laughs> and um, you know, I got followed out of the courthouse with a bunch of reporters. I'm like, no comment, no comment. And I have never done a criminal appearance since then. So I, no one's called from jail. So I, you know, I think that when I first started, I for sure like just took whatever I could to, to pay rent. But then, you know, with matrimonial law, I had got my first divorce and I was fortunate enough to get a good mentor. And that mentor taught me a lot and handheld me through that first experience. And then my second, and then I, and then I got good at it. And there's a saying with lawyers that, or probably for any profession, really, that you don't find your practice, your practice finds you. And I think it's really important as a business owner to to, to maybe at the very beginning, just explore and then kind of see what is gravi- what you gravitate towards and what gravitates towards you. But then you really need to focus after that. Yeah. Do you feel like once you decided to make a narrow focus that it made a huge change in your career? Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, I know that some would argue that I still am doing too many things, but to me, you know, my slogan is that I do food, farm, and family. And I think that all three of those areas are intrinsically connected um, in, in different ways. And the good thing about family laws, it really kind of touches upon a lot of different areas of the law too. Gotcha. Absolutely. So you do some podcasting and interviewing of your own, Carrie. Um, so tell our listeners a little bit about your, your podcast, your show, uh, what topics you try to hit on. Um, then I'll, from there, I want to ask a few more questions too. Yeah. So I have a podcast with Purdue University. It's called Ag Law Today. So we are getting ready to um, start recording here on the other side of Labor Day again. So there will be some new episodes that will be posted. Uh, and we just try to cover a myriad of areas that, have, that affect farmers and agriculture producers. I mean, it's really important to me as a professional to not talk about what the law should or shouldn't be. Just here, you know, here's the issue. How do we help people navigate this particular issue and to have as much practical feedback as possible? Very gotcha. cool. 
do you feel like you have gained um, a lot of, for people out there who are considering podcasts, and we have a lot of people who ask us, you know, is it worth your time? Is it something that you would recommend? And I know for Garrett and I, we're still fairly new in it, but the, the people we've met, even being selfish, the stuff that we've learned from the people that we've interviewed oh. has been yeah. ridiculous. So do you feel like you've been able to take something away from it? And also, um, do you feel like it has helped your business grow doing your podcast? So I love podcasts. I mean, I think that they are a tremendous opportunity, no matter which side of the microphone that you are in. I mean, I feel like I learn just as much by interviewing people and, and being interviewed as well on both sides. And, you know, it also gives me a great opportunity as a business owner to reach out to people that I wouldn't otherwise reach out to. I don't know why I'm not reaching out to them, but I'm not. And it gives me an excuse in a way to have a conversation with them. Uh, and, and especially uh, with video conferencing technology, I mean, you don't even need to be in the same locality, right? And you could record a podcast with somebody uh, who, who's maybe just, a, you know, a drive away or whatever. Um, and so I think that there's tremendous opportunity there. And I think, I think, I, I don't know, I can't tell you for certain whether or not it's made an impact in, in my business, because I feel like so much with marketing is very indirect. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say that, that, you know, I recorded this podcast and I got these three clients from that. But you know, I want to be a resource to the, my clients and my community in the same way that you guys are as well. And so I think it's really um, important for business owners and entrepreneurs to find their way to do that, whether or not it's podcasting or vlogging. I, I'm not cool enough to vlog, but um, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I'm definitely not cool enough to TikTok, but you know, in whatever, whatever. Um, information platform that they choose to use. I think that use that and be a resource for your community. Yep. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more when, when Derek kind of came up with the, I don't, the idea of doing this at first, I was like, man, is, is he crazy? But the amount of things that I have learned since we have started doing this and it's put us with people who have a, a very similar thought process, but maybe do things in a different way. And it's like, Holy cow, we should try this. The, the gold nuggets that we have taken from this, or I know I have, has been amazing. I mean, it, it, yeah. you know, I've wrote down the books that you have, that you have spoke about, you know, it's just what other people are reading, what are, what are they doing and how did they make it work for them? And it's, it's, it's great resources. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing what other people are doing to, like you said, to, I don't want to say multiply themselves, but pass off some of the work and, you know, um, we, I, Garrett and I, when we, when we first started working together, we were like doing Facebook lives and just we've shifted our focus because we just don't have as much time. Luckily we, I mean, we've grown our books of business to where it just doesn't work out to that. We can sit down and do a Facebook live together all the time. So like, let's just do the podcast. We'll schedule it in every other Friday, whatever happens to be. And, and so, yeah, it kind of shifts, but listening to how people have started and then what they do now, and then again, selfishly, we can use that on our own and say, yeah. you know, here we go. Let's try what they did. Yeah. I, and, and the common theme still rings is just like what you spoke about earlier, Carrie, is, is a lot of whatever business it is, they're very 
they're open to anything at that point or whatever comes to them. And then if things start to click whenever they decide, okay, I'm really going to look at this. I'm going to stick to this and I'm going to stay in my lane. And then it always seems like the, the story from there is things just grow, go crazy and grow from that point. Yeah. Agreed. And with, with social media, I mean, along those same lines, I think that for business owners, try different platforms, just try it out. Maybe Facebook live works for you. Maybe it doesn't, but you, there's no harm in trying. And I, I, from my experience, I feel like you can kind of only do a, a couple platforms well. You could you could have a presence on a lot of different platforms, but I think it's best to pick one, two, three different platforms and like really just, you know, go for it there. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I I got rid of Twitter a while ago because I just didn't I couldn't keep up with all the tweet tweeting, twitting. And then uh, <laughs> and I'd say my focus, my honestly my focus is LinkedIn and occasionally Facebook. And I've got a personal, I've got a business Instagram. I don't think I posted on it for six months, but yeah, I agree. I just can't keep up with all of it. So Carrie, do you use um, Snapchat for business or is that more of a personal use? Sometimes a little bit of both, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, people like to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think what I, what I appreciate about social media um, or specifically with Snapchat is that, you know, it doesn't have to be all filtered and perfect, right? Like here's a snap of like my real life and um, you know, here's my office. It's not always, you know, pristine. And, you know, and I think that that's why I appreciate Snapchat and then it disappears. Right. Right. Um, and so I think that, some advice that I have for fellow entrepreneurs too is that they're you don't have to be so perfect on social media I mean I really appreciate that the fact that the two of you both feel like you know me through social media I mean that's what I want people to feel like they do like they know like the real me and you know and I think that oftentimes entrepreneurs are coming to social media and they're just trying to sell their products that's that's for sure never going to be my tone because I feel like social media is like going to a party like who wants to talk to the person at the party who's like (laughs) here's my card this is what I do and you know buy this from me like no like it's a party grab a drink have a conversation and that's what social media is like for me oh yeah yeah. I like the grab a drink part that sounds fun (laughs) (laughs) absolutely no and and you know just with what we see I mean that's exactly what you portray online it's uh it's not hey you have to buy this it's hey check out this and have a drink I mean that's that's the perfect way to say it one of our other guests actually almost like word for word, not word for word, but pretty close to what you said. They said, don't just be yourself, be yeah. genuine. Don't go on and say, come get a free quote for your auto insurance and we'll save you 20. People are tired of hearing that. They hear it yep. nonstop from the, from everybody else on commercials and just be yourself. And if they decide to come talk to you, all you know, more power to them. So yeah. 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 And it's tough to tell newer entrepreneurs that because they, they want to go out and sell. And they, like you said, they're trying to make rent. So, you know, it's a tough for newer people, newer entrepreneurs. It's a tough give and take for them for sure. So. I know, but at the same time, and it's, it's hard because 
but it, it's almost like they're making it worse for them by, by, by doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you're kind of like, like leaking desperation when you're doing yeah. that. And instead of just like, you know, you know, one of my favorite, also one of my favorite books this is my third book that I'm going to be mentioning is um, that book by Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. And one of my favorite chapters, and I'm going to misquote Mr. Carnegie, but it's basically like people don't care about you. They care about themselves. Yeah. And, and, you know, so how can you, and, and you guys are, are doing that with this podcast, right? You're serving your community, you're giving them information. It's like, why are people going to like get your products from you? Like at the end of the day, you're there to be a resource to them. How can you help them? You know, yeah. and when they need that need, when they have that need, like you just want to be the person that they contact. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I'm just about to actually finish that book. And in, in the book there, he talks about going to a party and there was an individual that he wanted to, to speak with. And he's like, I literally said nothing to this guy for three hours. And at the end of the party, he said, you were the best conversationalist I've ever met in my life. And he goes, I never said a word. All I did was ask the guy small questions. And he just kept talking about, you know, his life. And, and that's, that's so true. Um, it needs to be so little about you and more about them. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. So, Carrie, you mentioned earlier on you wrote a book, or did you write two books? Goodness gracious, I've written three. Three <laughs> books. <Yeah>. Holy! <laughs> My goodness! You just wrote a children's book too, didn't you? I, I did. I'm uh, it is presently being illustrated right now. So I've got one back. You actually sent us a book. One, of the, I think, two of the books I've got. Yeah. Here, yes. So. Yeah. Tell us about your books. So my first book is The Field Guide for New York Farmers and Food Entrepreneurs. It's basically just a, a book on New York uh, food and agriculture law. Then my, my second book is a book on New York uh, family law issues. It's called Onward and Upward. And then the third book decided to combine the two and talk about agriculture issues and family law. So now I need to work on the Illinois versions of uh, of those two books um, that I began with. So it's a fun, my mom likes to call it a side hobby. It is not a hobby. I do enjoy writing books. I think that books are a great way for branding as well. No one mm-hmm. really gets, very few people, should I should say, actually get rich by selling books. But sure. I think it's a nice a resource for my clients. You know, yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about the children's book. Yes, yeah, so I wrote a poem. I've now, after I've been loving reading all these children's books to my my little one, and so it's a little bit of a rhyme, and it's about his first trip to the farm uh, with my dad and exploring all the uh, all the cows. So anyway, it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's a very very different uh, piece of work than my than my initial. <laughs> right? Oh, no, that's, oh, that's awesome. Cool. When um when I saw. Facebook that you had posted that you were looking for an illustrator. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you're just, you're a rock star. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I said, I'm like, I, I, I think I even told Derek, I'm like, she wrote a children's book. I'm like, I can't, that's just amazing. I mean, so I commend you because I, I do, I think you're a rock star with what you got going on. So. Yep. Yep. Kudos to you, Carrie. You're doing awesome. And you are motivating for, for Garrett and I, we, we, 
you're going to outdo us. No, there's no doubt about it, but we try to keep up with you. <laughs> but you guys are doing a great job and I love this podcast. I mean, you guys are both so talented and our community is lucky to have both of you um, very much. Well, thank you. And you as well. Yes. Yep. Thank you very much. Well, we are getting close to time, Carrie. Before we uh, get off of here, would you let our listeners know what the best way to contact you is, where they can follow you on social media? Um, just give us a quick rundown of, of best place to find you. Sure. Um, my my professional handle is at Rinker Law, R-I-N-C-K-E-R-L-A-W. Uh, so you can find me there on Facebook and also on Instagram. Perfect. So Rinker Law, don't forget to see. That's right. <laughs> Awesome. And all you listeners out there, make sure you're subscribing to the CIBL podcast on whatever platform you consume podcasts on. Also, while you're there, please leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and we'll share our uh, loyal guests and listeners feedback there as well. So until next time, Carrie, you have officially been civilized. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Carrie. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CIBL podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It's the civilized thing to do.